Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Welcome back to Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hello, Joshua. Oh, Joe, it's so good to see you. How are you? How are you? I am well. How are you? You know, I'm doing all right. I am. Uh, we've we've swapped places because you were just in Vegas, and I am right now talking to you from Vegas. So it's like you came back, and I just could not handle being in San Diego with you. So I had to go to Vegas. <laughs> yes, I similarly could not handle being in Vegas without you. So it's like right. it's like the gift of the Magi. You know, we. <laughs> We got gifts for each other. I cut my hair. You sold your watch. There Um, we go. Or vice versa, because you have better hair. (laughs) There we go. Did you actually cut your hair? I can't tell. It looks like it's shorter. Um, I did. I did cut my hair, but I don't know if it's been, if I cut it since the last time you saw me, but I did cut it because, um, you know, I did, I went on this trip. I was going to see strangers. I didn't want them to think that. You know, I was a generally unkempt person. They need to, <laughs> they need to get to know me to know that. Um, right. It was actually kind of weird. So it was actually kind of weird because I made an appointment at my barber's um, uh, for a Monday afternoon, and um, I usually go on the weekends, but I wanted to be as close to the trip as possible. And James goes usually right after work, so he uh, we have the same barber, so. We actually went to our appointments back to back without knowing it. Oh, that's uh, funny. <laughs> I know. So we were those, we were that gay couple that was, um, <laughs> we were the gay couple that went to go get their haircut together. Oh, um, that's cute. Now uh, you go, your barber is, um, um, what's their name again? Uh, their name is Spence and they are at Dink's Barbershop off of Adams in San Diego. Tell them Joe right. sent you. This is not an endorsement, or you're not going to get a discount. Just pay, <laughs> pay full price, but not yeah, but yes. not a paid. Yeah, not exactly. A paid one. You're not going to get a discount, but pay full price. You won't regret it. Yeah, queer owned yeah, and operated. There we go, and it is Pride Month now officially. Mm-hmm. So we we can you know um, I guess gay it up more than usual <laughs> if we so if it's if possible. we so desire uh yeah i and so how was how was your trip how was everything um you know jimmy jimmy dexter uh face uh was bowling yes um so my dear lovely jimmy james um uh he is a bowler and so he entered two bowling tournaments uh, one was for the um, International Gay Bowling Organization, um, a.k.a. IGBO. Um, not to be confused with the uh, one of the indigenous tribes of the Philippines, um, mm. IGBO. But um, yeah, so he, he did that. And then he also did one. Uh, he did another one that was like a national tournament for this uh, um, national bowling organization. Um, and it was 18 games of bowling, four days of it. We were in uh, Vegas for six days. And uh, I got to learn a lot about bowling that I didn't know before. 
And yeah, I mean, here's the thing. California bowlers kind of had a really difficult time with this tournament because a lot of our bowling alleys were closed for most of the last year. Uh, so unless you took time off to like go to Morongo or one of the, you know, bowling alleys at a casino on a native reservation, um, or you flew to a different state, you know, you weren't allowed to do that. So for a lot of these bowlers, it was like the most bowling that they had bowled in 14 months. Wow. But it was good. Cause you know, he, th- the thing about it is, is that like, I'm just amazed that every time these people, um, hurl their balls down the down the lane. It hits something because I yeah. can't say that I <laughs> I am lucky if I hit something. These folks are hitting at least half, if not all, the pins every single time. Um, they are which, they are professionals. They are professionals. They're amateur professionals. Um, and I think <laughs> uh, well because they're not like getting paid. I get right? it. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So. Uh, James had a really good time. They're serious bowlers. Exactly. They're very serious bowlers. And so James had a really good time. I had a really good time watching him in his element. It would be like if he came to like a horror convention or, you know, saw me at trivia or whatever. And so. Right. Right. Yeah. A fun story. I actually, um, I actually was drafted into selling raffle tickets one on the last day of the gay bowling tournament. Um uh, like you know like a good like a good dutiful spouse you know would do if I was like the first lady of gay bowling or something. So um so it was it was and that was fun. And then you know there was a raffle I got to see all the other people and um it was really really fun. Uh, would definitely do it again. Well, good. I'm glad that y'all had a good time. And, um, you know, did he go missing for any period of time? Like, you know, where he might've been um, serial killing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, he didn't. But I did go see my sister. I missed one of the days of bowling. So I bowling. So I did go see my sister. So I wasn't there. So maybe. So maybe tonight was night. You know right. what I mean? There was like, some, yeah, some unsupervised time. Exactly. He went to go pick up his dark passenger. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, no, that's that's very cool. I'm glad that you all got to do that. It sounds like it was super uh, fun for y'all. Um, I would have probably been bored out of my mind, um, heckling the bowlers, and then I would have been kicked. <laughs> I'd have been kicked out uh, for you would have been kicked out right distance. quick. Drunk and disorderly. <laughs> it was very, it was, it was like, you know, there was, there was cheering, obviously, when you get strikes and stuff, but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but like there were times where, you know, because we came, remember, we came up with some of those like bowling drag names. Yeah. And so when he was trying to pick up a spare, I would let, I would like yell, Anita, Anita, Anita spare. <laughs> <laughs> and then he did, he did get a couple turkeys. So I was like, come on, Tina, Tina, Tina Turkey. Tina Turkey. Tina Turkey. I still don't, I, I feel like, I, yeah, what, what is a turkey again? A turkey I know is three the, strikes in a row. Okay. Wow. Look at her. She's fancy. Oh my God. I learned all these terms. I learned turkey. I learned double wood. Um, I learned Brooklyn. Well, you didn't, you didn't learn that at the bowling alley though. 
I um, knew you all were swingers. <laughs> I learned it in an alley, but <laughs> not. <laughs> um, yes, Brooklyn. I wonder and double what the, I wonder what the uh, like the sex capades were at the gay bowling tournament. Cause like oh, gays everywhere you go, there's got, you know, it's like somebody's hotel room was lit up with like gay bowler orgy. It had to be, it had to be, um, it had <laughs> like, Hey, I, I like, I like, I like you. I like the way you swing and the way you bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I did see up to my a room. couple, I did see a couple people um, have grinder out. You know, as you pass yeah. by the lanes. Yeah. Um, what was cool is that there's like a side, <laughs> there's like a side game you can play with bowling where like every time you get a strike, uh, you pick a card um, or like and from a deck of cards. And then it, you can you try to make the best poker hand and whoever has the best hand at the end of the game gets a m- money or something. And when I went to some of the different tables during the raffle, I saw like their decks of cards were like, you know, the cult models from 2000, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, jocks of the eighties. Right. I was like, Oh, <laughs> this is, this is great. What would you say the age range, age range was, was it a huge, like, young <sighs> old, you know, well, there was a, there was a bowling team next to uh, James's team. The first day that had like kids, like they were a family. Yeah. So I, it it really ranged from like you know maybe like teens all the way up to you know fifties sixties. Um, very cool. They, so yeah, so it was it was wide range, and there was a team. There was a very annoying team of what we presume to be all straight people that just bowled because you know they like the chillness of the gay bowling tournament. Ah, uh, but they were causing problems. So. Were um, they? What's yes, the tea there? Uh, oh my gosh, Dr- drama at the gay bowling. Uh, I know whatever. it was, and it was like very. <laughs> it was like bowling drama. Like it was like you know they wanted because there's a, the bowling convention is that when you uh, right if if there's someone next to you that's about to bowl, um, you let them go before you go. You know, there's like that courtesy. And typically with tournament, there's like a one lane courtesy. So you leave one lane for, even if they're one lane away and there's an empty lane next to you, you let them go anyway. So that way they have the concentration. Some tournaments do a two lane courtesy. There were three lanes of courtesy between um, James's team and this other team. And this other team was getting really upset that they weren't giving them the three lane courtesy, even though that that is not the practice. Uh, Um, Drama, drama drama and then of course lesbians uh, were mad <laughs> on the second day <laughs> uh, straight people in their drama i mean they're just so mm-hmm. you know oh gosh <laughs> i know stop it the stop flamboyancy it, <laughs> so, oh straight people are not okay joshua i i don't <laughs> i don't know if i know this about you but like so you know you may know this about me but like you know i I occasionally enjoy a nice, a good game of blackjack on uh, the tables at a casino. Blackjack or roulette, because mm-hmm. one it involves skill, the other one just pick a number. So, like, do you do you enjoy like uh, any games of chance in that way? No, I'm not really a gambler. I don't. Uh, yeah, I just, I, and I'm glad. I'm lucky because I have other impulse control issues. Um, eyeshadow palettes, hello. Uh, but I don't. 
uh, books, uh, clothing. I have enough. So I'm, I'm glad that I don't have like that gambler thing. Um, you know, so I am staying in a, in a casino hotel. So mm-hmm. there is, I mean, right. As soon as you like walk out of the elevator, you're in like the hotel, you know, or I mean in the casino. So it is kind of everywhere. And, uh, last night I met up with Delia who's been on mm-hmm. our show before, uh, you all, you know, used to do, or, or I don't know what the status is, but you know, MFK ultra ultimate, ultimate, ultimate. See, I keep doing that. Cause I'm thinking of MK ultra. Yes, Exactly which is uh, the mind control you use on me to, con- to get, to convince me to continue doing this show with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if only it were that simple, Joshua. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I met up with her and we like had dinner and we had drinks cause it's cheap as fuck here to drink. You know, it's like $2 oh, yeah. a drink. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, let's just find some slot machines and we'll just sit and, you know, we'll put like 20 bucks in and just, you know, if you lose it, you lose it. If you get it, whatever. Uh, I ended up putting $30 in and I won back my $30 and I cashed <laughs> out. I actually got $30 and 10 cents. So I'm oh, up good. a dime. You're, you were ahead of, you were ahead yeah. of the game. Yeah. I'm up one measly dime so and that's did you play a fun machine did you play the madonna machine or no no it wasn't even like that fancy i don't even know what the hell it was we just picked because i mean this place uh, the place i'm in is like it's kind of like a local place you know Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. um it's very it's it's kind of seedy because the things i needed to go to are are very near the hotel you know so i was just looking for i just kind of triangulated uh to keep my you know traveling expenses down with uber and whatnot and so this place, yeah, it's a little, there's lots of kind of like dead eyed. I mean, it's very appropriate for our conversation today about zombies in Vegas. Cause I'm deaf. This yeah. is the place I'm in is definitely like, if I, if I didn't have COVID before, I'm probably going to catch it here. Um, and yes, and also probably the, uh, the zombie, uh, outbreak, but it's like, you know, uh, people come here and they cash their checks and then they immediately go to like the casinos. Like I was, I got here fairly, you know, I got here around three and I swear, like when I went upstairs after like seeing Delia around like midnight or so, it's like the same people were just here all day. And I'm pretty sure that they're still sitting at the machines this morning. <laughs> it's just very, that kind of place. Uh, and maybe that's normal. I, again, I'm not a big gambler. I don't go to casinos that often. The, the, the very few times I've been into casinos, cause we went to see like a concert, mm-hmm. you know, in, at Morongo or, you know, Palm desert or something like that. Or even out here, we've come out here for concerts, you know? So it's like, usually they give you free play. Like I, got like $10 and free play or some shit, yeah. you know? So you like toss that in and you know, whatever, just, you know, just to do it just for the fun of it. Like, Oh, I'm in Vegas. I gambled, you know, I, I, I played a slot machine. Uh, <laughs> it's not even that like serious. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was, I mean, it was very fun. It was delightful to see Delia. Of course. Hello Delia. If you're listening, um, you know, I, I was very happy to see her. We spent a lot of time chatting and ca- catching up and having drinks. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's lived out here for a while. So we people watched, you know, the casino for a bit, um, you know. But, yeah, I'm just not a, yeah, not a gambler. And, again, I'm very thankful because I could probably, you know, as as, as quickly as I spend money, it could definitely <laughs> go bad if I'm... If I'm not careful. So I just, if I, if I put in 20 and I can like either double it or at least win it back, then I'm happy. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the challenge for me is like, I just want to make sure that I'm not, I don't lose any money. And because I'm not very, I'm risk averse. It's like, I don't push it 
you know, farther. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I, I'm up a dime. So go me. Nice. <laughs> um, my, I'm winning. <laughs> my parents gave me $50 to, to bet for them, you know, and yeah. if I, they just wanted to double their money. Um, and so I came back and I gave them 50 cents, <laughs> uh, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> That's the price of Vegas. If you're going to engage in those activities, you know, absolutely. The moment yeah. I get into magical thinking, that's when it's time to like enroll in a program. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I, you know, it's, it's a losing game, you know, it's yeah. really hard to, you know, they say the house always wins and that mm-hmm. I think it's very true. Cause you know, even if you do win big, it's like, it's likely that you've put, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars into the casino. So, you know, why, you know, if you win a thousand dollars, it's like, Ooh, I won big. Like, well, not really not compared to the whole, you know, yeah. not compared mm-hmm. to how much you put out, you know? So yeah, I just, I, I haven't done any, or I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm just likely not, you know, I mean, since she was here, I was like, we might as well play some slots. That'll be fun. And we mostly yeah. gabbed and chatted and I'm sure annoyed the shit out of the people around us who, you know, you're talking too loud. My machine. No, yeah. <laughs> they turned their volume up. <laughs> right. Those machines yeah. are great because it's like they make they make cashing out five cents feel like five hundred dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When I got back down to like you know because I had pushed it up, you know, I had like forty or fifty bucks, you know, and I was like, well, I'll just play a little bit more. Um, but once it got back down to like my initial what I put in the machine, I was like, fuck it, I'm I'm just gonna cash out. Let's go back up and drink some more. <laughs> Better use of our monies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, so yay Vegas. Um, the other thing to uh, chat about, you saw Cruella. I did. We yeah. um, so the hotel we stayed at um, had not only two bowling alleys and an equestrian center, but it also had um, a very nice movie theater. So we saw Cruella in recline in reclining splendor on the big screen. And um, it was so fun. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. We we enjoyed it a lot, I should say. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I mean, I think it could have used a little bit of editing. I think it was a little long in parts. Um, but the fashion, that's kind of how I feel anymore about everything, though. Maybe that's just my attention span, uh, you know, that we're all being inundated with this, you know, five-second videos, um, you know, TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't even, I don't, anyways, that's not the point. Uh, overall though, I really enjoyed it. The soundtrack was fantastic. The clothing mm-hmm. was awesome. You know, I mean the story, whatever, uh, we kind of figured it out pretty early. I kept thinking like, cause she, you know what, surface, sorry, I guess spoilers, spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, there's no, there's no reason that you should be listening to us if you're, if you're, don't want spoilers. So right. go go buy Cruella for 30 bucks or go to a theater. <laughs> uh yeah, because um anyways, but I kept we kept thinking that, you know, when what's her face pulled off her turban, you she would have like the hair, you know, or something. Mm. Um, but you know, that isn't what happened. But anyway, so I it just wasn't that like I wasn't that surprised by it. Um I don't think it did any service to Dalmatians, you know, like everybody's like worried about no. like Cruella, uh, you know, reignite. Cause back in the, you know, the day, 
I think when, especially when the 96 101 Dalmatians came out with Glenn Close, it like sparked this massive uh, buying up of Dalmatian puppies and dogs. And people didn't realize how, um, how like they're a very uh, needy breed. Mm-hmm. And so very, very quickly, people started surrendering their end to um, uh, kennel, whatever you call it, um, pounds or whatnot. Shelters. Shelters and such. And so, uh, sad face bummer, there was a massive, like, Dalmatian genocide <laughs> in the in the late oh. 90s. Oh, my God. Um, because, you know, people really were not, like, responsible. You know, they didn't realize how needy the breed was, you know. So, but with this Cruella, they've sort of, I mean, the Dalmatians are, like, bad. They're mean as shit. They're, you know, it's just, this is not like a you know, a PSA for how great the breed is, you know, they're obviously trying to twist it to give like Cruella this, you know, reason for having, uh, you know, for Mm -hmm. for not minding wanting to skin a Dalmatian because, you know, uh, what else? Uh, like I said, fashion was really great. Uh, everybody looked beautiful, man. There's some incredible costuming. I hope that they get some awards when, you know, award season comes around, uh, because that was, that was very, very, you just just the fashion alone so we're actually going to have a party we're going to have a cruella deville wears prada party yeah so we're going to show the devil wears prada and cruella deville because obviously they're like the same movie <laughs> in a way basically <laughs> to yes. some degree uh to some <clears throat> degree only you know in this one at the end andy decides to be evil exactly i'm like instead andy, of quitting like an idiot you know lynn lynn's, <laughs> uh leans into her to her evil nature yeah. So, and again, and I was happy about that because I was sort of worried because like Corella is not like Maleficent. Like there is, you know, you can like really twist Maleficent's story to give her this, you know, background that is, um, you know, sympathetic and you can kind of like go along with it, even though she's like a bad guy, but like Cruella, like that's a hard thing. Like, especially here in America, really fucking hard to polish up a dog murderer, you know, like somebody <laughs> yeah. who's like hell bent on killing and, and skinning puppies. Uh, you know, so it's like, how the hell, like, I, I, you know, so I was a little wary of that. And in the end, she's just like, you know what? I'm bad. I'm psychotic. I'm, I'm a bad guy and I'm going to be a, the bad guy and that's fine. So, so does, I Cruella kinda, have, uh, does Cruella have, does Cruella have DID? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, but she, you know, she has some attachment issues for sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> along with, um, obviously it's a, you know, personality disorder, I'd say, um, you know, antisocial personality disorder, probably, but regardless, I, I was glad that at the end, it wasn't like, oh, Cruella, she's so sweet. It was like, no, she's uh, evil know, now. It, yeah. It kind of, I, I was glad, you know, and, and you know, again, in that kind of polished way that Disney's doing things now. So it's not like she's, you know, I think if they do a sequel to this or if they, you know, want to continue this story, we're not going to see her like trying to kill animals. And I think there was a big push in this, like with the costumes, like there wasn't really any fur, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, they kind of, you know, I think Disney was shining her up a little bit, but um, overall, I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to watch it again. Uh, You know, I, I, I thought it was fun. You know, yeah. not the best thing ever. And I, I didn't even think it was as good as like Maleficent was in the in the sense of the story there, mm-hmm. I think was a little stronger, but it was fun to look at. So, yeah, hey. I really love that we um, they gave us at the very end um, incest, which is really great. <laughs> um, 
because okay spoiler alert right um cruella it's it's revealed that like one of the dalmatians is pregnant and or, or you know looks heavier than the others and the assumptions that they're pregnant and then in the mid credits scene um roger and anita each get a puppy a dalmatian puppy from cruella and those puppies are pongo and perdita right so we are we to believe that our dalmatians of the 101 are inbred right well so, People do that with dogs and cats and whatnot. You well, know, that's so. the thing. I'm like, that's a breeding practice, especially yeah. with Dalmatians to get that beautiful coat. I love that you took it there. I didn't even think about it. I mean, when when I saw her show up, I was like, oh, it's Pongo and Perdita, obviously. Um, you know, because I had I, I'm aware enough of like their names and such. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I remember seeing you know the Glenn Close movie a little bit. I did watch. I went back and watched the original cartoon version in its entire. Like I actually mm-hmm. put it on and watched it. And I don't think I've ever done that. Um, not that I remember. I don't have a conscious memory of it. Um, uh, puppies and blackface, as you called it, uh, yes. which was highly entertaining to me. Uh, but I don't remember where I was going with this. Incest. <laughs> oh, the Pongo Perdita. I like that. That's what I didn't even think about that. You're like dog incest. That's what Joe left with. So, yeah, hey. I was like, are we? I was like, oh my god, they're brother and sister. It's a, it's a very it's a Lannister evening. So basically 101 Lannisters is what we're talking about. Well, not really, because it's only 15. And then they pick up the other. Oh, that's true. However well, many. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. However many that is. Whatever 101 minus 17 is. <laughs> I don't do maths. Um, I'm not a mathlete. I'm not a math <laughs> math magician or whatever they're called. <laughs> All righty. Well, uh, this was fun to catch up. So let's take a quick break and then we're going to review the Army of the Dead because, you know, Vegas, that's the theme, kids. Hey, everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris to Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. All right, welcome back. So today we are going to discuss the brand new Zack Snyder movie on Netflix called Army of the Dead. Not brand, brand new. I mean, it's been out for what, a week or two? Yeah, it's been out for a little bit. Oh, Um, yeah, May 21st. So, yeah. It's really fitting because we both, um, I just came from the land of the dead and you are now there. (laughs) Right. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So this is kind of fun. You know, we're just kind of having a little, you know, little break from uh, what we've been talking about to uh, just do a a little review here. Uh, And also, like I said, Vegas is the theme, baby, Vegas, baby. I don't know what that is. Uh, (laughs) So like I said, directed by Zack Snyder and wow, the Zack Snyder of it all. Uh, got a screenplay by 
Zack Snyder uh, and Shay Hatton, Joby Harold, story by Zack Snyder, starring Zack Snyder. No, <laughs> um, no, starring Dave Bautista from Guardians of the Galaxy, correct? Mm-hmm. Or something? Yes, correct. Uh, Among other more, things, but yes, Guardians but of the Galaxy. M- most importantly for me, Tignataro, uh, who should all from here on out, anybody who is a douchebag needs to be retconned with Tignataro. You know, because that's sort of what happened here. They filmed the, the movie, you know, Chris Delia is a piece of garbage. And so they replaced him with Tignataro in, you know, like post-production with like green screen and just like her acting to whatever. And for me, she was like my favorite thing. I wish the whole movie had been about Tig. Uh, <laughs> that's just my, you know, personal preference there. Um but yeah, all, all all douchebags need to be retconned with Tignataro. I just want to see her play everybody now. Just everything. <laughs> yeah, they... Um, I think it was said that... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Dave Bautista has, has still hasn't met in person Tignataro. Um, yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because they filmed everything during uh, COVID, the her parts. So she couldn't really act with anybody. It was like green screen and like an acting partner or something. Somebody, I guess, to read the lines or give her something to um, um, yeah, respond they spent, to. They spent more money uh, getting Tignataro in the in the film than they did um, with like the zombie tiger, <laughs> like the zombies <laughs> themselves. They spent more money on on doing all that, which like for the most part is pretty seamless. Like, and I was looking uh, yeah. for it. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought they did a good job. I mean, I was with somebody who was like, oh, you can kind of tell. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, if people didn't know, maybe they wouldn't have really, you mm-hmm. know, noticed. You know, I don't know. Who, who who can say? But I definitely felt it was well done, you know, as, mm-hmm. as well as it could be. Uh, so, Agreed. yeah. So, like I said, it came out on Netflix as part of some sort of deal that Snyder has with Netflix. There's supposed to be another movie a couple of prequels, an animated series, like a lot's going on with this, um, uh, with this uh, concept, mm-hmm. which uh, is, I actually really, I've been very excited about this movie since I first heard about it way back, you know, whenever it was first announced, because I just, uh, I love a heist film. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can get me with a heist film. You know, I love Domino. I love the Oceans movies. I, you know, I, I, I like a heist. So I was excited about that. I thought, you know, this concept of like Vegas being walled off because it was like this, you know, massive zombie apocalypse situation there. But there's all this cash in Vegas, like going in and taking that money. I'm like, that's freaking brilliant. You know, the idea of people like going on runs, like risking the zombies to like smash and grab the slot machine cash. I was like, this is, I think this is great. The concept is really great. Uh, so yeah, so I was excited to watch it. But let's uh, first get, like, your thoughts. Jer, what did you think? <sighs> well, I I really enjoyed it. It was nice to um, have just, like, a fun... Like, this was uh, this was the definition of a summer movie. Like, uh-huh. yeah, it's, yeah, it's zombies, you know? So, you know, because of the that part of the horror of it all, it could be, you know it could have been a release for like either late summer or fall, but this is what I think about when I think of a summer movie. Cause it's more action than anything. Um, than like, you know, the terror of the zombie apocalypse as it were. 
Um, because again, like again, the Walking Dead is like the survivors, right? The Walking right. Dead is not is not the zombies, and so to see it kind of takes the horror out of it when you have like the contained. <laughs> it's all contained, as opposed to like you know if it was widespread. Uh, so so the, so yeah, so like I didn't really treat it as a horror film um, in the moment when I was watching it. Um, it was more action, but. It was it was perfect. It was perfect way to kick off what's going to be a very fun uh, summer at the movies. And I watched yeah. it at home too, so I would like to see it on the big screen because I think that you know just some things are probably going to hit even even more there. But yeah, overall, really fun, really great. Yeah, well, I don't know about great, but I mean for me, uh, personally, great in terms um, of like entertainment, right? Yeah. yeah, I think it would be fun to see in in a theater. We watched it at home, and I watched it again with some friends uh, at one of my friends' house. Actually, Z, who's been on the show before, uh, hosted a little showing of it, and um, Z has a uh, um, uh, like a projector screen. Oh yeah, and so mm-hmm. so that was kind. Of, it was neat, and we all kind of we made popcorn and did the whole thing, and uh, you sat around and watched it and heckled it, <laughs> heckled of it course, a lot as you do. Uh, yeah, because my my feeling is, and I made the joke because everybody, you know, somebody in like our group chat was like, "What's it about?" And I'm like, "Hi, it's about an hour and a half too long." <laughs> you know, like because <laughs> I'm just that. That's that was my <laughs> biggest struggle with it is like the pacing of it, and you know, it's like we're running around. We know we've got like this limited time to get in, and you know, it was just so like uh, some of the emotional scenes or just, they felt like just really shoehorned in or like out of, I don't just, it just very, uh, I don't know how to say it. Like just, uh, <laughs> just like shoehorned in. I don't know how else to say, you know, it's like all these zombies, all this stuff. And then it's like, you know, dad, I'm not mad at you for killing mom. I'm mad. We didn't talk about it. I'm mad, you know, I'm mad like, that you left. <laughs> Yeah, it's like this kind of just it's like y'all come on, let's talk about this later, you know, just in the in those moments. And so there were kind of me, like it reminded me a lot of like the emotional or like the romantic scenes in Trent in the Transformer movies mm. where it's like I'm not going to yeah. leave you and blah 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 like these tender moments and then you know robots, giant robots. Well, things are blowing up in the background. And, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so that's what it reminded me of and it was very like I was like, "Oh my god, this feels like a Jerry Bruckheimer film from circa 2002. Like that's what it felt like, Um, which is a good, which is a good memory for me. So, but yeah, but again, like, is it like film? Is it a film? No, it's a movie. It's a flick um, as it were for our, you know, East coast friends. Uh, And, and yeah, but like definitely, definitely what you said about like those emotional beats were just, to, it just kind of yeah. felt off. Yeah. yeah. And just a little like, okay, yeah, we've, we've been here before quite a few times. I mean, that's the thing. That's a part of the narrative as well. Like these zombie films is, you know, you're going to have to kill somebody you don't want to kill because they're a zombie. And I really enjoyed the credits. Again, they, were, they gave me Krampus vibes. So I love a credit sequence like that. It also reminded mm-hmm. me of the credits of uh, Dawn of the Dead uh, mm-hmm. that uh, Zack Snyder did back in the day. Uh, the remake, the 2000, is that 2004? Yeah, 2004 mm-hmm. remake, which, oh my gosh, is that, oh, that was his feature film debut as a director. 
Wow. Oh, that's cool. Wow. I don't think I ever realized that because I actually really liked Dawn of the Dead and I, 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 I can sometimes be in the minority there because it did, you know, it kind of brought in those like fast moving zombies and, you know, the, the viral outbreak kind of stuff that, um, you know, we saw with like 28 days later, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and some people it's just like Dawn of the Dead is this like very special, you know, film. And yeah. so to remake it kind of like Texas Chain, that whole thing of that time of like remaking all of these like classic seventies films, uh, you know, so, but I, I really like Dawn of the Dead. It's another one because I enjoyed the soundtrack a lot. And I like the opening sequence being set to like when the man comes around by Johnny Cash with this film, Army of the Dead. I like the slow motion of like, everybody's like having fun in Vegas is like the zombies are taking over with this, like, um, Viva Las Vegas um, cover by that lounge dude who I think I, I'm not sure I haven't checked this, but in Dawn of the Dead, they use uh, so that guy does like lounge covers of famous songs like mm-hmm. he did down with the sickness, you know, so it turns into this like jazzy, you know, loungy song and they use it in uh, Dawn of the Dead. So I, I really like that same kind of vibe with these credits. And so mm-hmm. you get a whole story like there's a whole prequel you know, just in those few minutes of like the the zombie outbreak mm-hmm. and this team of people like coming together to like fight it and you know all this emotional stuff, uh, you know, in this really yeah. tight credit sequence, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, that I think that's Richard Cheese, and Richard mm. Cheese was also the pianist in um, Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. Oh, really? Wow, yeah. look at you. Uh, yeah, I did not look. I <laughs> I was thinking about it and I should have. But again, this is, you know, we're just having, we're just giving you our thoughts. Uh, so this isn't like a, a deep, deep, deep so, dive. Yeah, not a deep dive. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, so again, I really like that sequence. Again, remind me of like the opening of Krampus with like, you know, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas while everybody's trying to kill each other, you know, for presents. So I just I just dig that kind of narrative. So I thought that was very tight. But again, we're it's 148 minutes. It's like, wow, this is a lot. And I just feel like it could have been tightened up a bit and the pacing would have been a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed, uh, it was funny because, you know, hanging with friends watching it, the asshole cop, I guess, doesn't usually play assholes and so that was kind of fun i think zakia yeah was the one who was talking about it uh about like oh man i know him on this other show and it's so hard to see him like be a dickhead (laughs) was it from sons of anarchy yeah i think so yeah yeah that's that's why because i was like why does he look so familiar and i had to look him up and it was sons of anarchy yeah, but I like that. I like how she, the uh, the coyote, like, brought him in to, like, sacrifice him, I thought was great. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and you knew something bad was going to happen to him, because that's always, you know, when there's that kind of character in these movies. She did what you would have done. You remember? Cause, oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Like, you know, the, hey, man, we, do, we need someone else to come in with us. <laughs> and I have plans for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I did. I, I did enjoy that. Um, also like knowing like, so knowing that that happened and that probably occurred with Crystalia originally and mm-hmm. then, and everything that's happened since like I, I, it, it makes the film hit a little bit more and it's like, okay, that's probably the, cause you can't, you couldn't have had that scene and it'd be like, cause that's like a pretty significant thing that happens because you're discussing why the zombies are different from regular, you know, from, from right. what people think they are and all that. And so to 
have to have just let it ride with Crystalia and then see what happens would have been one thing. But like you at that point, I was like, no, we can't have someone who's been like, who's done exactly what this cop has done or, you know, has abused and, you know, has abused and is a, is an assault, uh, has assaulted women and, you know, have this scene, which is, you know, a commentary on that and then still have a person there. So I thought that that like that whole moment was just very interesting, putting it in the context of like what happened, what had to happen post-production in order to, you know, basically essentially erase Crystalia from the film. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that's a very, very good point. Uh, And they, yeah, they were trying to make that sort of comment on, you know, there are a lot of very strong women in this film, very badass women who are trying to assert themselves and, uh, you know, make it in a very desperate world. Uh, especially in the context of this, you know, living in these like camps, you know, of Mm -hmm. survivors and, you know, just trying to make it by trying to escape, trying to get back to, you know, some, some semblance of a life. Uh, Obviously um, what's her face. We kept thinking she looked like she's like Betty Davis eyes. We kept calling her not Arya Stark. Is that it? Arius, Arya Stark. Oh Uh, yeah. The Uh the girl who played his daughter. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ella Purnell's. She's got, um, yeah, I, which I like her, but, you know, obviously she's got to do her whole like standing up to dad and going in and, you know, she's got to save these women that she's spent all this time with. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I think that's a really great point in the context of of the, the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also think it's interesting that, they, you know, they filmed this before the pandemic started. Right. Um, when was I wonder when initial production wrapped? Let me see. Um, filming, filming. Oh, yeah. So they wrapped, they started it July 15, 2019. And then in August 2020, a year after filming had concluded, uh, it was announced that Chris would be cut from the film and Tignataro would place him. So, um, you know, we have several months before the pandemic, but this felt very like, it felt like a pandemic film and Mm -hmm. because of like the quarantining and, you know, anytime like zombie apocalypse with some kind of, you know, rabid, like viral infection, it just, you know, it kind of is going to speak to those fears that we have of like government, uh, um, manufacturing bio, bioweapons or, you know, the secret things that they're doing in the lab, you know, this is very area 51. Um, I, I'm sure you enjoyed the roadhead once again, causing problems. Oh, like I was (laughs) like, Oh my God, this is not uh, as the moment that they, that woman had the look in her eye. I was like, Oh, oh, this is, is this how we're going to have the zombie apocalypse? Because of be responsible people be responsible with your driving or you will, you will 100% start the zombie apocalypse. It's, yeah. it's just inevitable. That's, that's the biggest takeaway from this is pull the car over. It's yeah. fine. You know? The, the banter between the soldiers because it's like, you know where we just came from, right? And they're just mm-hmm. like, because that's, I actually have thought about that. Like, if you were hauling something from Area 51 and you didn't know what was inside, what would you think? Like, right. it's this, it's that, it's the other. And you know, we know obviously because of because of uh, um, narrative structure. It's like we know what's in there, but but yeah. So yes, Roadhead like, once again makes everything go bad uh, because of this. Yeah, uh, but 
anyway, so back, you know, just to the pandemic kind of conversation, I, it's, it's just, I, I just find it like fascinating that we can kind of apply this conversation we've been having about quarantining, about, you know, um, people needing to like stay where they are, stay home, you know, and, and, uh, you know, block yourself off from others. And then we kind of quite literally have this like zombie city, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, it's just, again, not, it was not made with that intention, but it's just so, it's just wonderful how it speaks to that. (laughs) Yeah. And then also the, the conversation of like, you know, people risking their lives, uh, to, make money because it's like i think gita you know whatever her name is or she's like you know we need that money because otherwise we're going to be stuck in barstow forever right Um, stuck in this like camp you know that the government is going to bomb like killing everybody there yeah yeah that was uh, again that was another thing that we all called we're like oh wonder how long before the government like decides to bomb this place now while they're all in there like trying Mm -hmm. to get the money trying to get the cash uh, that we were also comparing it. So what's his face? The guy that was like the mole or whatever, who was sent in, what's his name? Um, Oh, the, um, shoot. Um, Garrett Dillahunt Martin. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, the security yeah. guy. Yeah. We were talking about how like, he's like the Paul Reiser character in aliens only you kind of know he's sleazy from the get go. It's like, he's mm-hmm. obviously up to something y'all don't trust him. And then, yeah, that's not even the point. Like the money in the end is not even the point of going in. It's to, you know, to capture this. Um, so we, you know, again, a lot of the story beats reminded me of other films. And, uh, you know, we were just kind of guessing them as as they popped up. Didn't really, I mean, it doesn't take away necessarily from the film as a whole because, yeah. you know, whatever. I've seen a million movies like this that, you know, have these sorts of tropes. It's just, they can, they can be like an amusement park ride. They're just fun to, to, to kind of roll with and, and uh, enjoy my, my biggest critique would be, yeah, it could just, man, be shorter. Like if they could have cut, you know, maybe, you know, maybe two hours, make it two hours. If not, if, if you can't get it to 90 minutes, I understand there is a lot going on here. There's a lot of story. Uh, there's a lot of things they're trying to do, but you know, maybe two hours, uh, would have been, would have been enough. Uh, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I loved, um, I, I loved, uh, Hiroyuki Sonata as the like eccentric mm. billionaire. <laughs> right. Yeah. Please go in and get this cash money for me. Uh, yeah, I, I liked his character too. Uh, he's a, he was in it. So, I mean, again, I wanted it to be shorter, but I would have liked to have seen more of his character. Maybe that's something they'll mm-hmm. explore in the sequel. Cause obviously it ends on like a cliffhanger, uh, or at least, you know, an unresolved mm-hmm. ending. Uh, so, but apparently there's already a, um, there's already a prequel in production. Um, it called army of thieves. That's going okay, to be is told- that the prequel. It's going to be prequel. It's uh, from Dieter's perspective. Uh, and it's going to be directed. I think it's being directed by the actor who played Dieter. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, Matthias Zweigolfer. Yes. Matthias German name. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I didn't understand why he like closed the door to the vault on, um, on Vander, whatever his name is. Um, just because it's like you, you could have just, you know, that's a, I feel like that's a worse, that's a much worse way to die. 
is like hey you know, he got out somehow yeah so hey, i don't know survived, it, like you know the blast of the whole thing <laughs> but that's the thing it's like at that moment it's like i don't understand so unless he yeah. knew but but we'll see what happens in the prequel I guess maybe he, you know, because he had like the plans and it was like his like wet dream to like crack this safe. So he just knew everything about it. Maybe mm-hmm. he knew he was taking the chance that he'd be okay. But I mean, who knows? I, again, yeah. I in, love in the two and a half hours genius. left us with like these questions that's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I love the eccentric genius. I love like the conversation about the who's the most important, uh, Tignataro's character. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah. That again, it was a little meta. I, I did like some of that. The, this mm-hmm. is obviously a zombie film made by people who like, you know, who love the the genre and are aware of the tropes of it. So yeah, that that was that was very good. Uh, and I think like that too. You know, when you're watching these kind of movies, it's like, well, who can't? You know, you you do. You have to like think about that. Like, we need Tig to get out because. <laughs> Tig flies the helicopter. Exactly. Tig flies the helicopter. I'm saying Tig. Like, what is the actual character's name? Uh, Marianne Peters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Peters. There we go. So, um, (laughs) uh, yeah. No, that was great. Very, very meta. Um, Overall, we were also wondering, it was kind of funny because watching it with uh, friends who have either been to Vegas or lived in Vegas, you know, or, or talk about Vegas, a lot of the places in the film were like made up for it. So it made me wonder, did Vegas not like want to participate in production? I was kind of curious about that. Cause I would have thought that like all the hotels and casinos there would have wanted to have their names all over this. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you notice? And it, it just didn't feel like it was like, you know, like when we've talked about this before, things set in New York, you know, yeah. so it's like the New York of it all, you know, you make sure you get everything in there. So we're, we're definitely sure it's New York. Um, Mm -hmm. and I mean, obviously they had like casinos and and stuff like that. And it was, you know, all burning down and Tori was like, you know, an apocalyptic place. Maybe that's why maybe the MGM grand or the Bellagio didn't want to be depicted as like some, you know, shell filled with zombies. Yeah. Uh, Well, I think they filmed in abandoned, inside an abandoned casino in Atlantic city, mm -hmm. which totally makes sense. Um, and like there was, there just could be no way that you could actually do it on the strip. I thought it was like a good imagination of what Vegas is like. Oh, like, but, yeah, but, no, but same yeah. thing, same thing that you were saying. It's like, I don't quite get it, but I, I, I don't quite get the, like the, I don't quite get the Vegas feel, um, the authentic Vegas feel, but I get like, this is someone, this is their version of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was just surprised. Like, I, and again, I don't know what all the deals behind, you know, there the are closed where doors like getting, and, yeah. getting permission to show this or that or, or whatnot. But, mm-hmm. you know, even yeah, maybe again, I guess it doesn't uh, put Vegas in the best light. If people watch this and think, Oh gosh, you know, I guess I don't want to be in Vegas when like shit goes down. <laughs> that, that too, which so I maybe mean, it's it, just that conversation. Yeah. And I mean, and I just came from it and you're there. It's pretty much like, you know, it's pretty much like that. There's a ton of people walking around, potential infectors of disease, potential vectors, I should say, of disease. Well, uh, yeah, that's everywhere here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh. Well, anyways. Do you have a favorite uh, kill? Know. Do you have a favorite kill? We're, we'll talk about this like it's a fun movie, right? So, 
No, I mean, again, I, I was just about to say, I think our, our review is a little like kind of all over the place. I don't really, I, I don't want to say that it was bad. I think, you know, get a group of friends together and watch it. There are parts that are tense and fun, like when they're all trying to go through the zombies and they're, you know, frozen or whatnot. Like it's, you know, that it's, there are tense moments. There are funny moments. You know, we laughed, we, you know, we had fun Uh, as a group. I definitely recommend, you know, check it out, but, um, or watch it again with friends because it just was more enjoyable that way. Uh, Heckling and, 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 and also talking, you know, there were things where it was like, you know, my, history of like you know george romero's films and you know the the living dead series and whatnot so it was kind of fun to talk about different things that we thought were like you know comments or easter eggs for those kinds of movies you know um but i mean i like there was like the there was a zombie kill where the doors of like the thing close in and then pull apart Oh you know, yeah, so the zombies uh-huh. all gross. I thought that was fun, reminding me kind of the door, uh, glass door scene in Thirteen Ghosts. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Hey Jackie, little Thirteen Ghosts shout out for you. Hey girl. Um, I um, I like when they blew the head off of like one of the main zombies, and it kind of like you know exploded all over the place. I thought that was fun. There, there was a lot of fun kills in that way love the tiger we haven't even discussed valentine mm-hmm. that was cool and and a nice little meta re- again meta reference to las vegas and mm-hmm. you know siegfried and roy uh r.i.p uh <laughs> you know and the whole thing with like montecore and the attack it was just like i don't know that 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 i i enjoyed i liked seeing like the zombie animals that uh were wandering about you don't see that often in zombie movies it's usually uh, a human uh, disease. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So I like that scene when the tiger attacks the, that awful man. And that was super fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. What about you? Um, when, when the zombies are, <clears throat> are descending upon, um, our heroes, right. And they come down the elevator and the, I forget what her name is, but like, you know, the, the the lovely Latina woman opens the door and like the zombie immediately takes her head and like flips it 180. Oh yeah. That was really that was a surprise. That was a surprise and it was very effective. And just like the expression, like it's so haunting. I I keep thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um what's that? Let's see. There was Maria Cruz trying to remember who all like i mean there was you know quite a few people to kind of like follow in this yeah Um, but yeah um what was her name yeah cruz uh i think yeah i'm pretty sure that was her but anyway so they um yeah i agree i think I, i think that was a surprising kill as well yeah um and again my you know the coyote shooting that guy in the leg and then like you know giving him as a trade-off that was very enjoyable of course. oh yeah <laughs> so anyways that is uh our thoughts on army of the dead uh <laughs> as scattered as they may be uh you know again i definitely you know it's worth it checking out if you have netflix it's on there might as well watch it it's it is fun yeah. there are definitely a lot of fun moments lots of blood and gore and zombies being zombies you know it's very much in that that a good fourth of july movie because it takes yeah. place around fourth of july and there you go yeah happy 
Happy Independence Day. Let's kill some zombies. Yes. All right, Joe. Well, this was super fun. It was good to see your face because uh, obviously we were off last week, so I haven't chatted with you. Uh, I hope everybody had a fun, you know, Memorial Day weekend, uh, whatever you did. And um, yeah, it's so exciting. We're starting, we're getting into Pride Month. We're getting into summer. We've got, you know, I think a really fun lineup of films coming for uh for celebrating that time of that time, this time of year, that special time. Yes. That special summertime, summertime, summertime. Anyways. All righty. Well, you know, rate, subscribe, share us with your friends, people spread the, spread the, uh, spread the fright school gay agenda this, this month support mm-hmm. queer owned content creators. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> And tell your friends about our 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 queer asses talking horror films. So, <laughs> Joe, I adore you, dear listener. Thank you as always for your ears, and uh, we will we will be back in them next week. Before you know it, good night. Bye. <laughs> Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. <laughs> listening to the Geekscape Network.